Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for your concern. You're here with COVID-free Berenice. And I'm COVID-free Ella. <laughs> I survived. I'm not dead yet. Turn up. Um, I'm obviously like so excited to live another day. So um, we have a very special episode prepared for you guys today. We have It's Positively Lana. And we're talking about self-love, personal growth. We, we talk about it all today. Yeah. So listen up. And should we just go ahead and start the episode? Let's do it. Thank you, Lana, for being here with us today. We are so happy to have you on the podcast. I'm super excited. I, you know, had to go back and do a little bit of my own research, too, to make sure I knew what kind of questions <laughs> you guys were going to ask me, too. If you want to go ahead and maybe tell us a little bit about yourself to start off. Sure. So I am an only child. Normally, people freak out a little bit about that because they think I'm going to be, like, super selfish or something. It's always weird when I say that, what comes out afterwards from people's <laughs> reactions but that's fact uh i'm about to be 27 years old i'm currently in the state of arizona and when you guys asked me to come on and really talk about the series that i had made i was really excited because i feel like i've i don't know it feels like seven lifetimes in the in the age that i am already because i've just gone through so much and what i've been working on has really been a culmination of all of that my personal experience well, yeah so. we're really excited to have you on I met you through um, our mutual friend, Allison, and I watched your series and I was like, this is someone I feel like has some insight for our listeners that I felt was like positive and helpful and progressive. So we're really excited to talk to you today about like self-growth and self-love and kind of your journey and your content. Thank you. So I also wanted to just throw out there too, I, I went to school for sociology, so seeing patterns and like observing is definitely something that comes in my background. So I think that that was also a way for me to be able to come in and make the series and be able to give like feedback for what's happening in real life, especially my own life. That's awesome. So. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So should we... Let's get into it. So before we talk specifically about like some of your Love Spark series, just kind of like, do you want to tell us kind of your personal journey about self-growth and positive change? Yeah. So right off the bat, I really feel like in order to even start a journey of self-love, and this is going to be a shout out to my friend, Danae. We just talked about this the other day, actually, about the fact that it's like, you have to be able to define your term. So what does love mean in general? And then it's like, how do you begin to then give that to yourself? I felt right around the age of what was it, 24? I was going through my quarter life crisis, <laughs> as most of us do. <laughs> and I had this weird breakdown where I couldn't tell you who I was. So from that point, is where I kind of started to move forward in defining like who I am and remembering things about myself that I had kind of let slip away. In the series, I do touch on that I myself have gone through a, a long healing journey when it comes 
to like my relationship with food and how I take care of myself, my health, mental health, especially. I failed an entire semester of college and at one point didn't think I was even going to graduate because I was so depressed. So it's like a lot of those things have really built me up to be the person here. And I, I have no regrets. I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world. Honestly, college is a really like a pressure, like a pressure cooker for mental illness if you will and a lot of people who have like psychotic breaks it happens in your early 20s at college because it's just so much stuff all at once so I definitely felt like I had a midlife crisis halfway through college where I was like so lost and it's kind of like one of those things where you have to like hit rock bottom in a way to even like grow. I love that you are mentioning this like quarter life crisis and asking like who am I because I feel like we go through these like motions right like you're supposed to go to school then you're supposed to like go to college you're supposed to get a job and I feel like as you are going through these motions you don't really take the time to see like how is this affecting me is this something I really want to to do because they're just like kind of set for you and at the end you're left with like okay so I've moved through all these motions and now that I'm here like now that I've maybe gotten a job out of college I'm like what well, is, is this it like where do I kind of go from here so I think two things are really funny about that from my personal background because I always knew that I was pretty much going to go to college I was a first generation college student in my immediate family so I definitely felt at that point too like you said kind of hitting rock bottom that the world was on my shoulders and if I didn't do this then it was like kind of then what but even after school my I, I worked at a naturopathic nutrition practice for five years and I never actually got necessarily a job in my field I've just been able to kind of use mm -hmm. those skills in very creative ways for things that I was already doing and kind of pursuing to move forward. So I'm one of those people out of college where I never actually got like my degrees job. So. You know, most people don't get a job in their field. I feel I barely <laughs> touched mine. Like I'm working in the fashion industry, but not really what I wanted to do. So it's all good. It, I yeah, think it's kind yeah. of a trap. Yeah, School itself, it's on my list of things to touch on on my YouTube coming up of like the education system and what it actually teaches you. Because again, none of us learned how to mm -hmm. do our taxes. Now, did we? Or no. about credit. <laughs> <laughs> like things or about credit or anything that would actually help me, you know, survive mm. in life. They took home ec away in our school when we were originally like in high school. It, had, it was like two years before I started. They no longer had like a life skills class. Well, this is a little <laughs> off topic, but a little on topic. When I watched the new Netflix special or Netflix documentary about college admission scandal, it was so disheartening and like upsetting because I truly was like I already knew the system was rigged and when I tell people like the classism that exists in college like people who have a leg up always have a leg up I watched this documentary I was like it's worse than I thought yeah. <laughs> it's worse <laughs> than I fucking thought so you know being a first gen college student as well it's uh it's crazy that and this this kind of ties right back to the topic like you said we're just like steering it kind of like this for today school and life in general is about the experience but yet I feel like the education system especially high school because I was sick a lot in high school like I was just sick I was just a sick kid like I was out with some something pretty much every other month and I just didn't understand why but also I just felt like it was bureaucracy when it came to just like you are learning how to follow mm -hmm. rules and none of that ended up applying in college because 
finding people who never showed up for class until eighth grade. Yeah. So I was like, why did I have to come here during high school? Like, I still learned the material. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not perfect, and it's definitely not built for everybody or accessible. So there's a lot that goes into the education system that we could definitely dive into. But <laughs> the reason we had yeah. you on was to because you started a YouTube channel recently, which is congratulations on like your new YouTube journey. But your first you. kind of videos have been your Love Spark series. And I just want to know if you can like elaborate on the title and the subject and why you chose to start with this. Okay, so I originally started my YouTube because my my friends would call it Mountain Wisdom. I, I really uprooted my life twice in 2020. First was when I left my job of five years. I left on April 1st, 2020. Joke was oh. on me because I didn't get to do like half uh-huh. the things I was supposed to after leaving that job. And the second was in November after mm-hmm. I got COVID. So I was I had started a new job, you know, after I ran out of money and like the whole like vacation part of being quarantined kind of ran out. And and I was getting edged out of the position I was in. So it was either that I was going to get fired right. or I was going to leave. So I ended up getting COVID and it ended up being like the perfect opportunity, even though I felt like crap, perfect opportunity for me to actually transition and move out of the state I was living in. So I've jumped twice now without a parachute. And that really gave me the insight to go back and go, life is really about experience and what we create every single day. And I had told myself so many times, that's like, I'm going to move out of the Midwest, I'm going to move out in the next two years, and then the opportunity showed up. And I was like, all right, jump it is. So so I've really taken that kind of aspect and wanting to spark positivity and inspire people to be more themselves to my U channel. And I just don't have anything to hide anymore. I don't I don't necessarily care if it's received well. Not that I think that it's going to get some like nasty pushback or anything, but it's just me expressing myself. And I really hope that that often be resonable. That's amazing. I, I really love that. And I think that it's, I don't know, like I've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel for years and it just like has never happened. And the only difference is actually like doing it and having a purpose <laughs> and like building something that you truly believe in. So I, I admire you for that. I would love to know if you what sort of like difficulties have you ran into or maybe just like when you were starting off like how did you start off was there any feelings of like doubt or you know things like that so my partner is wonderful I love him because honestly early in the week I just talked to him about how I was starting to get that like feeling of imposter syndrome I was like I have an interview this weekend I feel a little nervous a little nauseous that's not that's how it happens and I was pulled up we're talking about something that we've, we've done like just calm the nerves a little bit so for my youtube to start out we was like bare 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 minimum so i've literally owned to record i was another youtuber i i did research but not too much because i was like i didn't wear myself off from just doing it so i made all of my graphics uploaded everything like i really went into like real gung-ho didn't say anything to anybody for the entire month and a half that i was working on this and that's how I've been producing the content that you on my YouTube. It's funny. So. Yesterday, me and Bernice were talking with some other podcasters and we were just do it. You know, don't overthink it because you can wait for something to be perfect, but it will never be perfect. Like you'll never be like ready. 
So you just kind of have to do it and you have to have a vision and you kind of have to work with what you got. And so go mm-hmm. you. We we love a good hustle. We do. <laughs> Thank you. I think the only other like difficulty that comes to mind for the content I'm producing specifically is I have to be in a super, super grounded mindset and really with myself because otherwise everything I'm producing is coming from a heart-centered place. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in my head about it or I just am not feeling like me, it's really hard to get that authenticity to come through because I know that I'm not being authentic to myself. So I think that that's a unique challenge. But if you're making content that, again, you really stand for, but it doesn't necessarily involve needing to have like that specific mental space, again, no matter what it is, just go for it. Just do it (laughs) for Nike, but you know. (laughs) For yourself. Yeah, for yourself. (laughs) Before I reached out, I obviously like watched a bunch of your YouTube videos and I was like, yes, this is what, you know, I just feel like it vibes with kind of like what we talk a lot about on the podcast. And so kind of like circling back to one of, I think it was one of your first videos. You talk about how a relationship is a third entity to you and your partner, or it Mm -hmm. should be. And I feel like that really resonated with me with like in my past relationships having like a super codependency. So it was like my relationship was an extension of me. And so when I heard that, I had never put it in those terms, but I thought that that was like really thoughtful. And I just kind of want to know if you wanted to expand on that. Yeah, so I I actually wanted to tie a little bit to what you guys talked about. I believe it was last, was it last week about cancel culture? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I am looking to open up more in future projects on my own YouTube channel is having those uncomfortable conversations or those kind of taboo conversations around things that have to do with like self-love, whatever the topic may be in that realm. But also the fact that you can totally advocate for something that you used to do and have grown from. And I think that that's where it can be very touchy when it comes to like culture today, because all of our mistakes, especially like you guys had mentioned that like you're on a platform, so everything's magnified. So people can see you doing things and And because it's public, it's like they point the finger more when in reality, everybody's just kind of fumbling through life and figuring it out as they go. So in regard to relationships, I I am not a saint. Like Mm -hmm. I have made my mistakes to this point and they have taught me so much along the way. And what really made me take a good look at where I was is like, I, I've been through abusive relationships, mentally, physically, I've gone through relationships where I was literally giving all of myself to somebody else to the point that I was exhausted, it wasn't working. And then it was, okay, what happened? And why isn't this even functioning any longer? And that's really where I started to like, that was my quarter life crisis. <laughs> also, like it all came together, you know, it just all crumbled at once. So that's what really made me start to look back and really re recalibrate what I wanted in a relationship and what I was currently doing that wasn't getting me to that goal. Yeah, I think that the best thing that I've learned in my life is figure out what you want in another person before, like set your standards, set your boundaries, set what you want before. Because if you don't have like what you want in a relationship set out for you, you'll just settle into whatever, you know? And I feel like I've settled into things where I'm like, this doesn't really work for me, but it was kind of like too late instead of early on being like, okay, this is the things I want from another person and being like, this person doesn't match it. So this isn't what I'm looking for until you like define that for yourself you'll never figure it out, you know? So I definitely defined that kind of like mental checklist 
for myself. But then I also the I, I made the Love Spark series in the way that I did, because then I flipped whatever list I had made and used it for me, like and applied it to myself and how I was loving myself. Because then I knew if my enter like if my standards are here for me, and I won't compromise for me, I'm definitely not going to compromise for somebody else. So that's where it really started to hit home because my my partner, he showed up after I chose myself. And I'm very thankful for that because he has constantly either met me where my standards are or higher. I love that. <laughs> I mean, congrats. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Thank you. But again, it's like, I I think self-love is one, a topic that people talk a lot, a lot about because there's no right answer for anyone. Like it, it, it's so flexible on, on what you define that as for you, but also it's a very uncomfortable journey to go down. And I mean, we're all still figuring it out. Definitely. I agree. I've also, it, it self-love is interesting because I feel like other people judge self-love like on others based on their actions. Like, oh, she must not love herself if she like exposes her body. But like that has nothing to do with self-love. I definitely think I had that like a similar judgment when it came to when I was younger, especially. And now I just I don't even necessarily care because, again, it's not it's not my life. So why would I take the time and effort to be so concerned about other Mm -hmm. people's lives? Um, But when it came to like cosmetic surgery, I used to think that like if people did something or modified their body in some way that that meant that there was lack of self-love and in reality that that may not be true. That's just a judgment, just me passing that off to somebody else when I don't even know that person. I don't know what journey they're on or where they find their self-love. I think once you start loving yourself, it's hard to be around people that speak badly of themselves out loud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I've had people where I've come so far in this journey where like, I love myself. I really enjoy myself. I used to really hate being alone because I just did not like hanging out with myself. But now I'm in the point in my life where like, I honestly like hanging out with myself. And that's been some pretty big steps. But I've also been around people after I've come so far where I'm like, you're insecurities about yourself that I feel like you shouldn't have because you're a beautiful person is kind of rubbing the me the wrong way, you know, and I've been and I push people to go to therapy and to, you know, try to reflect on themselves. But a couple of my friends just haven't been able to do that. So I've had to kind of distance myself and it's not by choice, but just because like I can't be around negativity when I see them as such a beautiful person. I was going to ask you both, where do you find like your your self-talk? Do you catch yourself still doing things where it's like it's a negative self-talk like in your mind or are you your biggest cheerleaders now? It's 50-50. I'm like very self-critical, but I can also be my biggest cheerleader. And I I catch myself being like too critical. Like I think like part of accountability is being critical like about yourself and your actions, but up to an extent, right? If I'm like looking at myself and there's something that I'm like, okay, like I have a bump on my nose, but it's like, okay, Am I trip? Why am I tripping about this bump on my nose? Like, is it something that like defines me? Is it something that is basically just like I am Mexican? My I have indigenous descent of some sort that I've never been able to explore. But these these are features that carry through like my culture. And there's also this idea of like Eurocentric beauty that says like your nose has to be like pointy and tiny and basically non fucking existent. 
So things like that, I try to catch myself and talk myself into like, how is like the content that I'm surrounding myself with affecting my views about myself? So some of those things that I can catch, but and I can be my biggest cheerleader about but there's also moments where I like to look at my actions and how they affect others. And so I feel like there has to be a balance, right? I think for me, I'm very critical of my actions. And I feel like that is good. Like you you need to be like critical of the actions that you take that aren't the type of person that you want to be. But as far as like my looks and how I feel about myself, I don't really catch myself as often being so critical because to be completely honest, I'm the only one that used to think that I was ugly. Like these are not things that other people have told me. It's things that I've been critical of myself and I've kind of gotten over it. But yeah, I'm still critical of my actions. I have grown into a more... I don't really care what people think about me throughout my life, which I'm honestly like really proud of because I don't have the time to worry about what people think of me like 24 seven. They don't they're not even thinking of me for that long. So it's like, why am I giving them validation of whatever it is that someone else might be thinking about me? And I, I think in my personal experience, thank you both for sharing like where your cheerleading aspects are and also like where you're critical. And I, I think also just as women and especially like minority women Mm -hmm. it's just like I I so I'm Mexican German and black and in all three of those categories I'll never be enough for anybody right Mm -hmm. so I have to be enough for myself and growing up I I was about how was it I've been a while now but I was about 60 pounds heavier than I am right now going into high school and at that point in my life, there were just so many things that I was repressing because I just, I wasn't even old enough to know, Right. you know, like you're just trying to figure out still how to be a human. <laughs> yeah. And then you get society's pressures thrown on top of that. And it's just overwhelming. But, but for me, I, I was not my biggest cheerleader for the longest time. And I told myself I couldn't do so much. And it's taking me until this point in my life to one through action of really getting my how I take care of my body better or together for what I think is fitting for me. And then also, I've done various types of therapy. And I'm not ashamed to share that because it's there were things I definitely needed to work on and that has been able like to be a tool to get me to where I am today. But I, I mean, even on my Instagram right now, I I'm sharing like my stretch marks and like all these things that have come along with me through life because people, I still get backhanded like compliments sometimes, Mm -hmm. which I think is funny um, because the biggest thing that I'm just showing is that I, I, I flaunt my imperfections if you want to see anything. And I never thought I would get like a modeling contract or be able to do the things that I'm doing. But hey, here I am a girl who's got stretch marks on like a third of her body. And I still love my vessel. And I'm still going to be in your face about it because there's no reason that you shouldn't be celebrating who you are. I love that because, you know, people are their biggest critics. It's hard. It's not easy. I think the one thing that my therapist told me when I was, I don't know, I must have been 21 when my therapist told me this, is we were just talking about the things that I said to myself. And I always would say, like, you're a stupid fucking bitch. Like, you're fucking stupid. You're dumb. You're a bitch. And he literally repeated back things I say to myself. And I got, like, visibly upset. And he was like, you don't like it when I say those things to you, right? Because it hurts. And I was like, yes. And he's like, then why do you say them to yourself? And I was like, 
That's a hard. You're like you're oh. like oh man, damn, you're right. And so once I started noticing and catching myself talking so badly to myself, I realized like no wonder you're insecure because these are the things that you're saying to yourself all the time. This is your constant inner monologue, which is you're a stupid bitch, you're ugly, you're not worthy. And all these things. And now I am like a little mindful enough to stop myself if any of those kind of rhetorics are going through my brain and being like, wait, no, what are we saying to ourselves? Is this helpful? Is this kind? Which is a thing another, my therapist said is like, is what you're saying to yourself helpful and kind? Is the story you're telling yourself true? Right. And I found that a lot of the things I was telling myself were not true, was not helpful, and was not kind. And it was not the way I was much kinder to everyone in my life than I was to myself. So I started talking to myself the way I talk to my friends, which is, you are beautiful, you are kind, you are amazing. And it completely turned my life around because I just became an easier person to hang out with when I'm talking about myself. (laughs) And it's a muscle, right? Yes. You have to exercise that mental muscle. I, I've also done, like, I've done, like, energy therapy. I've done things, like, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of, like, Indigo. But it's a biofeedback therapy. So. No. Tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm probably going to butcher this slightly. So sorry. Um, but Indigo, so biofeedback therapy, it pretty much, like, takes a reading of your body and can tell you like if your aura is off, things that you're harboring, it all kind of sounds like kind of hokey pokey. <laughs> but after if you if this sounds like something you're interested in, I would highly recommend finding a practitioner because the, the accuracy of things that would come back from this program, I, I could not have I you don't talk at all. So it's like it takes a reading of your body. And then from there, it pretty much is reprogramming or giving your body like healing frequencies for the things that are like negative thought patterns, or just like negative behaviors that are detrimental to your your state of being. And um, it's, it's very powerful. And if you haven't done like talk therapy before in any sort, I would definitely recommend like starting starting at the basic. Right. <laughs> and then if you're like, my toolkit needs something different, then expanding from there. Um, but I just found that I was done kind of talking about what was going on. And there were still things that I just could not break when it came to patterns of how I talked to myself. Yeah. I was I was the queen of like bashing myself. I wouldn't celebrate any wins. And then I would just like, if I messed up in any way, I would just like beat myself. Mentally, about any little mistake, and I was like, "This is not gonna lead to good things in the long run." So, started chipping away at it slowly. So, so that's kind of like my spiel about it. I I can't really give you more because it's kind of like one of those things you just have to do yeah. it to figure it out. That's cool though. I'll definitely look into that. That sounds dope. And I like that you mentioned like state of mind, and we're talking about like being self critical. Um. Recently, I have decided that to be hot and I realized that really it is a state of mind that (laughs) being a hot girl basically (laughs) just means that you believe that you're hot. She believes she could. So she did. And that's right. Well, I think that that's where we kind of have it backwards in American society, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're supposed to have the thing right away. Therefore, then you're doing the thing. So then you are that thing or like you're, you're being the thing. In reality, you just start 
being it. Like yeah. you get the mental state, you just start being what you want. And then you start aligning with your actions. And then you have the thing like it's completely the other way around. But uh, I mean, you guys probably know this with your podcast, too. It's like the support that you get outright is going to be a lot smaller than when people actually start cheering for you once you're doing the thing. So it's like you got to cheer for yourself along the way, especially when no one else is going to cheer for you. Clap even louder. You know, it's interesting. I've been seeing like a lot of TikToks where it's like, no one believed in my small business. And I'm like, damn, you guys have had some black people in your life because I feel very grateful that I feel like Ella and I have like a really good set of friends who like really believe in us. And I think that having people believing in you and having people in your life that are your cheerleaders is such a privilege that people don't really talk about. Because if you don't have people in your life to tell you that you are loved, that you are worthy that like all these things like being your own cheerleader but starting from zero is very difficult i will say sometimes like obviously we have the best friends but sometimes your dreams are just bigger than what other people can imagine and i have this situation where certain people are like oh well you know how hard it is to actually be successful as a stand-up comedian or like oh sure like sure you're gonna get on tv one day and I already know this for myself. I've been manifesting this <laughs> since I was the day I was motherfucking born. But you kind of have to realize that sometimes your dreams are bigger than what people imagine for themselves. And that's n- nothing wrong with them, nothing wrong with you. But you do have to like move forward and do what you want to do because at the end of the day, it's your life. You're the only one that has to live with live your life. And that's why I get very wary of giving, not giving advice, but I get really wary of trying to like hard press my friends into a decision or doing a certain thing because I don't have to live with the consequences of their life they do Mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of a my thoughts (laughs) my take I mean my biggest thing for hearing that you guys have a great set of friends that are like yes yes like you can do this that that's wonderful to hear and it's also a reflection of how you care for yourselves like that starts with you loving yourselves and then surrounding yourself with people who give that back. And I I will not knock. I have a very tight knit, very supportive friend group. One of my friends since we've known each other since we've been what, 14, 13, 14. And she has called me a force of nature since then. <laughs> so it, she saw something that I didn't even see at that point. And now I'm finally actually stepping into that. But the thing that you're talking about, about um, like people pretty much speaking fear into your plans, I don't say anything anymore like I just move and then when you see it happening I'm like yep that's that's I did it yeah I was yeah I just did it because I don't I don't like I don't want that feedback and if I don't want to get in my head about it either that's the thing is if I let my brain get in the way of it I know I'm not going to move because some like your intuition is going to make you think and do things that would seem crazy to your brain and that's why it's like shut it down shut it down and just move yeah just do it <laughs> nike should hire us we're making better tag yes, yes, yeah. For this, yeah for sure <laughs> so um just back to your youtube channel like where do you see the f- the future of your channel going and maybe your content i really see it going into i mean kind of something where i bring in other people because i would love to just keep you know talking right at the camera and not getting any further <laughs> like feedback or like any type of like dialogue going there 
Um, I really see it involving more people and starting to build a community because in any of my social medias, I'm not looking for a following. I really want that interaction for people who are on their own paths, doing their own things for us to start to that ripple effect of cheering for more and more people who really want to make a difference, not even not in not just in their own lives, but also in the spaces that they feel that they're thriving best or where they're heading, because that's that's one thing that you're not seeing enough and I'm I'm just done done with the fake honestly like I'm here for the authentic and well right now I was like here I am talking about my YouTube channel and for the last two weeks I haven't even put out any content so I'm like again fumbling along the way or figuring it out like life happens too so it's like don't stop when those little things come up and just continue to move forward and kind of grow that community and like I said really really start to bring in more uncomfortable conversations too because we've just shut down the art of communication in general and that's why I made the third video regarding like loving your enemy because I don't necessarily need to even like somebody or agree with their decisions but that person is still a human being and me extending love to them is the most powerful thing that I can do hating them isn't gonna make anything better so I love that and I like that you brought up like building community I don't think people realize how dope it is building community I see a lot of like one-sided with like a lot of influencers and like celebrities it's very one-sided like your communication ends with you you know when you are idolizing like influencers and stuff is not really community based like you're not interacting with anybody else like yeah if you like the other person you're gonna buy their merch and whatever but like are you having conversations is that person getting any of the feedback from you not really so I I see a lot of value in building community and mostly I think now with social media we always talk about like actually using social media to connect with people not just like empty follows and likes yeah for my youtube i haven't really gotten that many comments back which i'm like if you are watching it please share it also tell me if there's something that you want to see that you disagree with or you do agree with because here's the thing what i'm sharing is an extension of myself so if it doesn't resonate with somebody and that's what they're telling me great you've just figured out for you that whatever I am saying doesn't align with your journey. Fantastic. Then align or find new things that do. So that's why I was like, there's really no downside to what I'm presenting because I've accepted that one, not everybody's going to like what I'm doing. Two, that I'm solid in what I'm presenting. So it is part of who I am. And now that I've gotten over that hump of really being terrified by that idea, that there's nothing that can shake me from it. And three, that it's like, it's supposed to catalyze you to looking deeper into yourself or saying, even if it is coming from a place originally of like envy, like, man, I wish I could do that, then do it. I really want you to, because there's enough space on this entire planet for us all to be doing what we're passionate about. And that's what I think people don't realize. So it's like, there's power importing other people and wanting to see them thrive too. I love that just because I feel like so oftentimes you see people competing when it's like there's space for everyone. Right. You should only be competing with yourself because like there's so many people, especially with online where like literally you take up technically no physical space. 
there could be every single person could be on YouTube. Every single person could be on Instagram and there's still going to be room for more people. And I often see like influencers competing with them, competing with other people or putting each other down. And it's like, there's no room, like there's room enough for both of you. We don't need to slander other people in order to create more space for us. And the other thing is from where I'm standing currently, my, I know my perspective and my ideals aren't solid. They're permeable. So if there's something that I can learn, I want to hear that. I know I'm not always right. The only reason that I'm sitting here and be able to give you this perspective is I'm functioning under my own, like my own universe. Everybody in their own head is right for their version of the world. So it's like finding that balance of what you live in and your universe and where we then coexist in the reality that we've created. And I've honestly come to the point where I disagree with a lot of the things that we've just kind of accepted in in society because they're still here like we the more we all take just a little bit of responsibility the better we start make things for everyone and adding on a little bit to ella's point and yours for wanting to like for others to succeed and there being enough for everyone i think that envy is a very like natural feeling and sometimes when you see somebody succeeding in something that you wish you were succeeding in the first reaction might be like a little envious or a little like i don't like them but if you really think about why you don't like them is because you're not like really getting that type of response back or maybe there's something that you want to do that you haven't yet put yourself out there to do it and I feel like I have felt this where it's like other people are like um I I sew I like design and sometimes when people put out something really great I'm like happy for them but I'm also like why am I feeling like a little envious of that? But it's like, I just have to worry about myself and put in the work for myself so that I am also like showing these things about myself that sometimes I feel like being envious about something. It's just a very natural response. But think about it a little and like dive deeper onto why is it that maybe you're not liking somebody or why is it that you're bothered by somebody else's success? I think that there's a a very critical difference between feeling envy and being jealous. I think envy is something that again, like you said, like you're like, oh, they did this. And it's like, I want to do that. But that gave you a catalyst or that that just that spark of then I need to focus back on me and work on me to get it going. I feel like jealousy is has a root more in wanting to covet what somebody else has. Mm. And that can be detrimental because it's not wanting you to it's not teaching you to raise the bar for yourself and to do for you. It's literally sending that negative energy to them to pretty much want to see them fail. And I think that that's also where it ties back to like the cancel culture now, where it's like you realize that anyone who is sharing their life with you or a celebrity is just a human at the end of the day. They are going to make mistakes. And if you put them on a pedestal, that says more about you than it does about them because they never said that they were something else other than just being a person. And then kind of like wrapping up the episode, we talk a lot about self-love. So we wanted to ask like, why do you, why do you think we find self-love like so hard to practice? Oh, so I've got I've got many opinions about that. But if I had to 
spark notes it. it <laughs> it's just the idea that not only are you like if you're already having an internal battle with yourself what society has now put in the fear of socialization is just like ramped up exponentially so not only because now with social media and other things it's like you're getting that reflection of again seeing that somebody's life is perfect or that this person doesn't have any flaws they live and have lots of money and all these things and I'm just I'm really working on shaking that whole image up because the value of people doesn't come from what you see in an outward representation it's what you've done spiritually and trying to actually start that work to remember what you love about yourself and to build that and to continue to experience life that's hard that that involves a level of reflection that is so uncomfortable but pays such dividends in the long run and what we're being shown is that like if you cover those things up or if you if you're not vulnerable and you don't love people and you're re- you're ready to cancel them you're ready to just really cut anybody off anytime something gets difficult that's what we're being fed is the way that you deal with your problems and I'm pretty much advocating for the reverse um and it's just the idea that you can't actually fail when it comes to self-love you can't actually fail in life in in my in my perspective in general you can't fail at life the only way you fail at life if there was going to be such a thing is that you just stop living it you just got to start somewhere and just get out of your own way it's definitely still a challenge for me it's not a linear thing and it's like life you may take two steps forward and one step back it's not this perfect thing and those imperfections are actually what make it worthwhile and I think that people need to be reminded of that so if this is something that you've heard before great the more you hear it the more you'll actually be able to internalize it and to really just take it by the rein go for it I love that. The thing that you said is that it pays dividends. So it is an investment that pays off. And I really want to advocate for people that therapy, whether it's a copay or you have to pay the whole percentage, it pays off. It pays for itself because you can start working on your problems and move forward in your life. And it's sooner rather than later. And I I really think that the last year to now has showed us that there's definitely room to have a pluralistic view of life and not be so deductive in our logic because two truths can exist in the same space. And if, again, if you've ever been in an argument, you you know that very, very, very well, that it's like, it's this and also that. And trying to really settle those conflicts in life will bring so much peace and spiritual growth to, to people in general. So I, I think that the biggest thing though is that people need to hear, and I really appreciate what you guys are doing because it shows that authentic piece of life that this is not like that instant gratification. It does take work, but the work when put it in, the payout is so much more like valuable than what you could have done if you just kept staying at the same place that you were. So. so much wisdom so many gems oh, yeah <laughs> this might be an episode people need to listen to two three times to get it all <laughs> in thank you so much for coming on the podcast today i really this is this is why i do what i do no just joking but it's like i just love speaking with people that have more wisdom or just come from a different perspective that can just add to my own journey in not only self-love but just like being a better person i also i agree with that and i really value obviously like on the pot like a lot of podcasts a lot of mainstream podcasts want to have people who like are celebrities who have basically like you know already made it but i think that there's a lot of value 
in people who are living our regular lives, putting something out in the universe are are currently on our journey into something because there's I feel like so much more like real advice that you get with like even like today we had a lot of troubleshooting with just audio and like little nitty-gritty things that you get a way better perception of what life is rather than just like this one success story I and I was gonna say for you guys I do have to say that you inspired me too because I knew that you guys had a podcast before I even started my YouTube but I was like man and I was like, I can't even imagine like doing an interview or something. And here we are six weeks later and I'm on your show. So thank you so much. And I can't wait to see what you guys do with your podcast and how it grows. I've been listening. Yay, so, you know, I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> Again, yeah. community got to support one another. Absolutely. So. We'll be watching you and cheering you from afar. <laughs> And before we go, please tell us your Instagram, your YouTube, so that our listeners can go ahead and give you a follow and become part of your community. Yeah, so I made it real easy because I wanted to make it the same. I was able to get those get those domain names, you know. Yeah. Uh, but my Instagram is it's positively Lana or at it's positively Lana, and then my YouTube is the same, so it's positively Lana. Great, Yay, thank well, you, thank Lana. You, everybody, go follow Lana, practice self love, and definitely reach out to her. All right, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Plugs of the week. Plugs of the week. Plugs of the week. All right. So for my plug of the week this week, I have Pica Dulce. I don't know why I say it like that. Like, I don't speak Spanish. Pica Dulce. Sorry, everybody. I had a moment. And they're based in Washington. However, you can absolutely find them online. And I will post all the links. And if you go into the description, you can find the website. And it's basically just like your favorite candy. And they say it's with a twist. So they throw on some chamoy and like tahine and different like spices so it's really good obviously i'm mexican i love spicy candy so this is right up my alley i will be purchasing their entire stock so maybe catch their next stock but yeah like you should support them (laughs) all right you guys this week i'm plugging my motherfucking self comedy is back baby (laughs) comedy is back and guess what your baby girl got a set. Baby girl girl got a show. And I want to let everyone know about it so I don't back and pussy the fuck out because I haven't done comedy in a year. April 11th, Flying Boots in Ravenna, Washington, Ravenna, Woo! Seattle, Washington. I will post the updates. It's going to be like, you know, a cute little intimate gathering. Intimate. Where I'll be with a banner being like, yes, Ella. Those are the plugs of the week. Thanks. All right, everyone. So that is the episode. Again, we have to plug It's Positively Lana. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Make sure that you go and check out her Instagram and her YouTube, which will be plugged below. And of course, if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to Thanks for Your Concern. Rate us five stars on Apple iTunes. It really, really helps. And then go follow us on Instagram. It's at Thanks, number four, your concern. And then our personal accounts, it's at Berenice DSM. And I'm at Ella L. Tudor. All right, that's all for today. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.